Now on the tee, it's Maddie and the Caddy. Here's Matt Barry and Michael Collins. There is a new sense of T-Box dysfunction this week with all the stories out there alongside the Caddy. Michael Collins! I am the Maddie. This is Maddie and the Caddy, the podcast, and it's up on social media at Maddie and Caddy. M-A-T-T-Y, the word and, C-A-D-D-I-E. That is both the Instagram and the Twitter. Collins, what's the hotline? Listener line 860-506-6012. You can call us, leave us a message, leave your name, ask anything you want to. We'll break it down and give you the best answer we possibly can because that's how we roll with our listeners. 860-506-6012. I'm going to give the Maddie and Caddy patrons full disclosure. Uh, last week on the podcast, we asked for you, the beautiful patron, to call us because I submitted a question to you and I wanted your answer. Uh, our producer, our, our regular producer, Andrew Brooks, is on vacation. Uh, Ryan Matlack's hooking us up today and filling in. But since Drew Brooks is on vacation, he left us no information on anything. In fact, Caddy, Andrew Brooks, Brooksy is, is so arrogant in his role. He thought because that he was on vacation, we weren't doing a podcast this week. Yeah, I don't understand that because one of us who travels a lot travels with his equipment. Right. So, you so know, I, I got to be ready to, you know, plug in and do what we got to do wherever I am on the road. It's I'm always ready to go. I the agree. The only time that I took a week off was when I was in the middle of the Caribbean. And you were off the grid, and that was That's talked a, about. But yeah. you're, you're one of the hosts of this program, and so – I'll, I'll put it out there. If you called with an answer to the question, we will get to those next week when Brooksy's back from vacation. Also, if you were a sponsor of this podcast and you were supposed to have something read today, it's not getting read because Brooks withheld that information as well. So Because we didn't get your check. No, I'm just kidding. That's that's not... a, or your apparel. No, and here's the other thing we should – look, I don't want to throw Brooksy completely under the bus. Yeah. We weren't necessarily going to come this early in the week – with a podcast, but the situation dictated that we had to. Now, okay, well, one, we're going to get into that because I disagree with that notion. If it were up to me, we'd be rolling on these every Monday or Tuesday to get it to the beautiful listener by Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. True that, but because I was coming from the West Coast, and Monday's normally my travel day. But then Zubin, but Zubin screwed all this up? Is that what I understand? Nah, it's not. It wasn't. No. Look, the Sports Center hit that I did on Sunday, that all happened. And the comments that I made after speaking to Matt Kuchar. Look, oh, let's start from the beginning. Wait, right? wait, wait, wait. Finish telling the Zubin story first. Before okay, we get so to, to I Kuchar. did a Sports Center hit on Sunday yeah. where myself and Zubin were only going to talk about two things. One, the tournament, the winner. The tournament and winner, and Tiger Woods, of course. But a situation happened where Sunday afternoon, as the guys were coming down a stretch on the back nine, Matt Kuchar's agent texted me and said, hey, Matt's been looking for you. Do you have time to chat? He wants to talk to you. This is Matt Kuchar. And, and so. And, and I responded, I'm right here on the putting green, yo. You come and he was like, okay. And then I, when I, 
I had to leave the putting green. So I texted him and said, look, I just left the putting green. I'm over here in this area. I'm going to be right here. And the guy was like, all right, I'm on my way. Don't go anywhere. So the agent comes over, was trying to get in touch, couldn't get in touch with him at first, and then just called him and said, hey, man, I'm staying here with Michael Collins now. And Matt said, hey, man. All right, wait, 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 wait. I, we're going to I, I, I cannot wait to get into all of this. All, all I right. want, all I want to know is what was said at the end of your live shot with Zubin Mahenti on SportsCenter, which is why we're taping this early in the week. What was said was Matt Kuchar and I had a conversation and you'll be able to catch that conversation on the Maddie and you, and I will talk about that conversation on the Maddie and the Caddy podcast. And Zubin said, which drops on Tuesday. There we go. So now, thank you. <laughs> so mean, the press is on yeah, now. Now, like we <laughs> couldn't we have gotten there in? I don't know. Regardless, we got there. We could have gotten there real <laughs> quick, but what's the fun in telling that without the backstory to why? Because what 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 we are today? Have you ever been to the movie where they show the ending at the beginning of the movie, and then the rest of the movie they go back to explain how we got to that point? You ever seen one of those? Well, yeah. <laughs> That's all I wanted. I, I wanted to I wanted to paint that cinematic feature of what did you say on TV and then now we'll work our way back. So Caddygate yeah. with Kucher and El Tucan is is <laughs> done. Gate. It's done. Caddygate's done. It's over. Get out of here, Matt Kucher. Paid the money for those that wanted El Tucan to get the money. Now. So it's you not had over. a you oh ooh. it's not over. Okay, so Collins has spent the last two weeks. On the West Coast, I was kind of happy there was bad weather both of the weeks, just because. And uh, you have now had you've had a conversation with Matt Kuchar about comments you made on last week's podcast. So let's start there. The comments you made relative to Matt Kuchar and his behavior with this moment were what? The comments I made was that Matt Kuchar was the biggest phony on the PGA Tour. Which, by the way, those comments went everywhere. Yeah, they, they, I got a text from my wife and it was like, Hey, uh, you're on the front page of MSN.com. I was like, what you mean? And then somebody else was like, yo, uh, the New York post yeah. put your thing out. I texted you that screen yeah. grab from the New York post that a buddy of mine texted me. They're like, Hey, great pub for the podcast. <laughs> and I was like, what, what, what happened? And then I looked. Yeah, like, MSN, oh. MSN, those little punk asses didn't put the link to our podcast up. They put the link to a dude that used to work with us and who's my friend, Rufus Peabody. They put a link to his Twitter account up. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. Is, M- they, is MSN? That's where they thing? got it from. They, MSN, MSN.com, uh, .com, on their, whoever got it for, for them off that feed got it from Rufus's. Rufus's Twitter account where he just said, hey, this dude who normally, you know, is a sucker loving rainbows, like he never goes after anybody, said suck this. Up. What? I'm not a suck up, man. I'm just <laughs> look, I'm honest. I'm I'm honest. That's it. Like uh, there there aren't any. And some dude I've been going on Twitter with now who's like, how you how you going to go call somebody the biggest phony and then be saying that they're a nice guy and there's they're real good and. I'm like, look, man, why don't you get in touch with me once you get out of junior high and realize <laughs> that people are kind of complex? 
All right, so you so you call. So I call Matt. I I call Matt Kuchar the biggest phony on the PGA Tour, and I want. Here's the thing. I want to apologize for saying that without back, without putting anything behind it, and what I meant by saying that. And this is where this is why people are like, why are you always nice to athletes and stuff? Because I understand how stuff gets taken out of context and blown up. Right, well, this is happened okay. to Pat Perez, who does a show with me on Sirius XM, and now it's happening to me. And right, I no, wait, call wait, him. Wait, wait, wait. That, that's different because what they did with Pat is they took a, a, a an entire quote and extrapolated a clip of the quote, Correct. which is the one that went all over the place about him and Tiger Woods. Now, yes. your comment. My comment, I didn't back up with why I called him that. I thought you did a pretty good job. I don't think that just out of nowhere we were talking about our favorite 90s movies and you were just like, oh, by the way, Cooch is the biggest phony. <laughs> I don't think we did yeah. that. I think we gave it. Yes, but what some- I mean, people people thought that I'm calling him a phony as a phony person, like a phony human being that he's not a great family guy, he's not nice to me, that behind the scenes, like that that behind the scenes, he's a jerk. And that's not true. Okay. When I say he's a phony, he's a phony when it comes to caddies. How so? In the fact that when he doubled down on his, and we saw it, when he came out and doubled down on $5,000 is a lot of money for that That's guy. right. That was a bad look on it. That was a bad look. Normally what he makes is a hundred, two hundred dollars to five thousand dollars is a good week for him, I believe is a paraphrase quote. And again, full disclosure and full honesty, there is I even after Matt and I had our conversation on Sunday afternoon, as the guys like this is in the heat of the tournament coming down the stretch, but I was like, I gotta talk to this dude. Even though we had that conversation, there's still I texted him afterwards and was and said there is still something that's weighing heavily on me that we need to talk about. And and I'm going to talk to him face-to-face. And this is, again, where when, when I say this dude is the biggest phony, this is the other part that people have to understand. When, he's a phony to me when it comes to caddies and okay. how he feels and treats caddies. All right, so cool. to be clear. So I'll, right. He's not a phony as far as he's a bad human being because it takes a – and I told him this, looked him in the eyes and said, bro, I want you to know, like, I really appreciate the fact that you want to talk to me and that we can sit here face-to-face and look each other in the eye and talk about this. And and I, Yeah, because I, I want to get to that conversation. I want to get to what happened there, but I, I, I want to make sure this phony thing's cleared up because we're kind of bouncing all over the place. Mm-hmm. All right. One, you don't believe that he's a phony when it comes to the walk around the course, smile at the patrons. I'm the greatest guy. I'm a man of the people. I don't believe. I don't believe that he's not a nice guy. Okay. And that, like, he has a. <laughs> He has a good sense of humor. He's a great family guy. He's got an amazing wife. He's got a great team. Although I will say, like, like again, I like Mark Steinberg. I know the dude. I've known him for a long, long time. 
that dude messed up too. <laughs> like that was not the right move when you put in a, like if you're going if you're going to try and hold somebody down and not do the right thing by paying them by paying them I don't want by giving them money if you're going to double down like his agent doubled down too and it's it was Steinberg's job to number one protect this dude like that's your job as an agent when you're when your guy makes a mistake like what Kucher made but it, it wasn't even a mistake but knowing optics when he made a mistake optically your job as the agent is to come in and be like yo Throw this dude twenty five thousand dollars right now. Yeah, like throw him thirty five thousand dollars. Well, at the time it was like, look, man, just give this dude his fifty thousand dollars, and and you're a hero. All right, just give him what he wants, and you're a hero. Nah, this dude sends an email and goes, "Hey, I'm out the country. What we offered you is fair." This what? dude being the agent. Yeah, Steiny sent him an email. Think and did you not think that email was going to go public when you do something like that? Right. Like that's just a very out of touch. It's very out of touch in dealing with people who you've never really dealt with before and who could have saved you a whole bunch of this. So going back to the whole phony thing, when Matt Kuchar is on the golf course and he makes a putt and everybody's yelling cooch and stuff and he's waving and smiling, like you don't know what he's muttering as he's waving and smiling. Now it could be something really uh Disney like or it could be something really narcos like. Right. You don't know. You don't know that. And it could and it could be in fun. Like it could be in fun. It could be so I'm not gonna the last thing I'm gonna do is put words in somebody's mouth. Like I don't know what this dude's saying as he's walking off the green smiling at people. I don't know. I can tell you. I can't. I'm not going to tell you what I've heard mm-hmm. from people. I'm not going to I'm not going to do that because, again, that's only rumors and speculations from other people. It's not the direct words out of his mouth, which I owe Matt that opportunity for me and him to sit down again and look each other in the eye face to face and and for me to clear things up completely to get out of my heart which is still something that's still bothering me okay so let's let let me try to condense this for the listeners there's a lot there all right so (laughs) agent steinberg sent the email which caused the problem because it got released kuchar made those comments in public down at riviera which again fanned the flame of this fire of him not paying the caddy what everyone thought that the caddy deserved after winning down in Mexico last year. My man threw super unleaded on it. He threw airplane Yeah, because it, it reignited again last week to where now ESPN was covering it when the only people at ESPN that were covering this to begin with were you and I on the podcast a month ago or three weeks but ago. Here, and here's the question to that, too, that I ask you, right? When you say something like that, you don't then get to go, that's not really how I feel. Actually, yeah, it is. That's yeah. actually how when you do when you come out and say, "Hey man, five thousand dollars is a lot of money." Like when you double down like that, that is you saying how you truly feel about this guy who's a caddy. And well, I don't think it was. Well, here's where I'll defend him. I will say that I don't think that's how he felt about that 
guy as a caddy. I think yes. that's how he legitimately felt about the agreement that was made before the week started, that this was what he was going to get. This was the agreement nah. that was made. That was a lot of money to him. That, that, that I don't was, think, no. I don't no. think this is personal. I think this was business. I think this was a transactional situation where Kuchar looked and said, oh, 100 to $200 a week. That's what this guy normally makes. Dude, 5000 <laughs> Done. I don't think it had anything to do with the actual person. I think it had everything to do with the business transaction of the nature of, of the. So when he made, said that quote, he wasn't saying this about the dude. He was like, well, he normally makes 200. I mean, it was a bad quote. Any Every PR firm in America was like, oh my God. <laughs> but I mean, the quote was the quote. And so then yeah. it, it ignited. But you know what though? Here's, here's the thing. And this is why I say, when I say caddy, I don't mean Mr. Ortiz himself as the person, but as the guy who, was caddying for him. He felt like, as the caddy, he did that guy right. Even even after he won, even after he won one point three million dollars, in his heart, he still feels like he didn't do anything wrong by giving that guy five thousand dollars. Right, and that he that's where what he didn't he didn't think anything was wrong with it. Again, it was to him. He, he still was, he doesn't was, think he did anything wrong. I I don't believe. I do not believe that he still believe that he believes in his heart that it was wrong of like if there would not have been a few if this would have never came out. This is why he said I sleep good at night because he thinks like and this he does. is where this when, is nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it that he thinks he did right by the deal that was made. All of this other stuff everybody's missing the point. The point here, Oof, and I want to get bro. to your conversation with Caddy eventually, with with uh, Kucher eventually, because we're going. Well, this is—I mean, we're talking about it here, but here, but but Michael, there are two layers to this, right? Matt Kucher is correct in that he made a deal with this guy at the beginning of the week that was agreed to. Yeah, that's it. On the surface, I believe that he's handled this poorly. Whatever you might think of the situation, Matt Kuchar believes that he did right by the deal that was made at the beginning of the week. And in black and white, he is correct. That's that's ex by the letter of the law. By the letter of the law, he is. But that And that's why I legitimately believe he can say that, or you said that about him, that he doesn't think he did anything wrong because by the deal that was made... He but did. this is also why I this is also why that I use that term phony is because there are plenty of times that doing the right thing is not necessarily doing the letter of the law. Like you, you sometimes doing the right thing means going above and beyond. Yeah, I agree with you. Right. I agree with that. Sometimes doing the right thing just means going above and beyond. And there's that's the thing is like this is what this is what is lays heavy on my heart and I was I'll just put this out because there's also there's more layers to this as well but I'm not putting those layers out until I speak to him first because I don't want to be unfair to Matt. Okay. But Matt said in his statement that and this is when he again look this dude needs to be given a lot of credit because from that camp it would have been easy to just put the written statement out and been like yo I'm done. I said what well, I I'm not I don't need to say nothing. But this guy came out after a round of golf while he's playing in the tournament and stood up on the stage in front of the cameras and was like, all right, let's go. 
Like, and had to, st- but he said, I've lived my life trying to treat people the way I want to be treated. And the problem that I have with that statement is you come from a place where you've, you, I don't know that you ever been wronged. So wrong is how in what you way? Treated, I mean, that's, that's a pretty broad stroke. Wrong in what, in what way? Is how you treated this dude and you think that's right. Is that how you would feel if the shoe was on the other foot? This is the problem when you say I treat people the way that I would want to be treated. So you would want that guy to have done that to you? Okay, stop right there. What if to him, to Kucher, he treated El Tucan, the, he, he, he was a man of his word. What if that's, yes. that's what Kucher's saying? He was a, yeah. a, but, so I don't but know. Here's the problem. Kucher has never, Kucher doesn't come from, Matt does not come, and this is not his fault. This is why when I say, like, I need to talk to him about it too, like, I don't, I'm not throwing judgment at him. Yeah, I'm not blaming, go I'm right not blaming him. I'm not nothing. But Kucher does not come from a place where he, he was making $46,000 a year. He didn't grow up in a place like that. None of, he, he doesn't come from that life. So when you say I treat people the way I want to be treated, that's easy to say when you come from a place where the people around you are all worth seven figures. Because those people, they never, you never got wronged. Man, like, I think, or never, I think, I never been wronged. Missing this. In, what's that? I think you're missing this. How am I missing it? Because you're taking the if layer. If you've never been poor, how do you know how somebody poor feels and how they feel like they should be treated? But that's where you are going with this, that him making that comment has everything to do with money and finances. and, and where it you, do, Matt, it does I, have everything to do with money and finances. Because so him, when you say this is how disconnected you have to be, you have to be this disconnected from somebody who makes 46000 a year to make a $1.3 million check check and then say five thousand dollars is a lot of money for him okay, you know how yes. disconnected you gotta be yes that's make a statement like that yes you are right about that but when he says i treat people the way that i want to be treated you he- wouldn't want to be treated that way if you were the one making forty six thousand and someone who just got 1.3 million dollars and you spent seven days with gave you five I you're not know- going to tell me that oh yeah this is exactly how matt kuchar would have want to been treated if he was the one that takes a two-hour bus ride to work every day makes forty six thousand dollars a year and normally is lucky to make 200 a day but that's on us for placing expectations on people that we shouldn't do all it's Matt, not on us. It's not. All, it, you know what it's called? It's called empathy. It's called actually understanding the trials and tribulations that the other human beings on the earth go through and not being disconnected from that. You That's are what not it's wrong. called. You're not wrong. But when Matt Kuchar, he can say that I was a man of my word in the deal that we made. It's not like oh, he re- yes. he didn't renege That's exactly on a deal. Right. He didn't renege on a deal. It's not like Perfect. he said I was going to give him $50,000 and then Perfect. he didn't give it to him. And but then again, this is what it comes back to then. Twitter then, mob. What and this does dude- it say? Hold on. Then what does it say when you then you stand up and go, I want to treat people the way that I would want to be treated? That's fine. Like you, I'll tell you, you what know that what? Says. You did the deal by the letter of the law, but is is what you did 
Is, is what you did in line with that saying as well when you take into consideration the other person's – like you say that and then you go you, – you have to understand what putting the shoe on the other foot is. You have to understand that. And if you're that disconnected, like it, this is where uh, people also get confused. Like how can you say this dude is a phony and not a nice – because he is a nice guy. Because he really is – He's look, this this situation shook him up. It shook him up bad. And it as still it shakes should. him up. As it yeah. should. Because I legitimately don't think he thinks he did anything wrong because he, he doesn't. He agreed to a deal and he honored it. And then yes. this guy, the caddy, I assume, this is all speculation, mentioned this to someone else, another caddy or someone else, and it was that person that was offended by Kucher. Well, by the, by the actions. And here, and here's how it went down. Just, this is the other thing people have to understand is that, the caddy was not the one who came at who came out and was like, "Yo, this dude only gave me five thousand dollars in the envelope." Like, so it wasn't the caddy. And man, <laughs> gotta keep going. Is, you gotta well, go no, it. it's so hard because I I want to throw something else out there. Again, when Matt says this is the first time I've ever done something like this no this is the first time it's ever been, publicly come out there caught, right. that a caddy has been shorted or that this kind of perception has come out again it's a did you do everything by the letter of the law yes but is that right hmm. now just because other stuff hasn't come out and you can be like oh i sleep good at night doesn't mean that if that stuff comes out publicly like here was I'll give you a per, I'll use myself. I'm not going to say to player and I we me and you we text about this me yes. and you. And and I went to another caddy and said, "Hey man, I'm thinking about this. I don't know what I should do." And then I even went to my wife and was like, "Honey, I'm thinking about coming out and putting this out there." And it was all because of Paul Feinbaum. Paul Feinbaum on his show, I guess. Wednesday or Thursday, Thursday, Thursday asked me, hey, man, what's the most you've ever been? Like, what golfers ever shorted you on cash? Yeah. And I I paused, man, thought about it for a long time, and I had just been having that conversation with another caddy. And I have, I have gotten shorted by a player. Five figures out of a check. So for the math majors at home, that's anything 10000 or above. Correct. Correct. I've been shorted five figures by a player. Now, as a working caddy, I can't come out I could, at the time. And this is this is where I struggle. Number one, I'm not going to come out and tell the player's name for a couple of reasons. And, and it is because of this. This player is still a really good friend of mine who I love. And I feel like it's still family. And I understand I don't understand I don't understand why this person I, I in a way I understand why this person did what they did, but in in another way I don't understand why a person why this person did what they did. But I don't want to say this person's name because I don't want the perception to be that I'm coming after him for the money. That's fair. 
because I'm not in that situation anymore. But at the time, where I was financially and what I was going through financially, that would have made me whole and that would have changed my life. Did you say this to him at the time? I, you, I can't. Why? Because as a working caddy, if I complain, number one, here's what he had over me. What he had over me was I didn't know whether or not I was going to be working for that guy anymore. And so now if I say something to him, I guarantee that I get fired. I so guarantee that I get fired. You're protecting your future rather than. I'm trying to protect my future. And if he does fire me, which he did over the phone, like freaking, man, I get fired over the, I got fired over the phone so much. Nobody would look me in the eyes. What he, after he did let me go, I still couldn't complain about it because if he goes in the locker room and said, this dude tried to take more money from me. Then you then I'm not working the... for anyone else later right. either. Right. So this is the problem. This is the conundrum for caddies that are out there on the PGA Tour. It's like if you're in a lose-lose situation, which think about Cooch's caddy John Wood, who put out on Twitter, Matt and his family are yep. stand-up people. They've done nothing but nice. Like, he has to say that too. Even – he And he believes that in his heart, which is Kucher's been great to John Wood. Think about it, They won together later, and Woody got a full 10%. And this was one of the things I talked to about Cooch when Cooch was like, Cooch even said, look, this dude, he spoke a little bit of English. He didn't read any greens for me, didn't really do any yardages. And I said to him, I go, I understand that, but Matt, would you have won without him on the bag? We don't live in hypotheticals. You might, maybe not. Maybe you would have. Does do any caddies believe that that guy was was entitled to one hundred twenty nine thousand six hundred dollars, ten percent of what you won? No, no one believes that. But you hadn't won in four years, and then you won a little bit later with Woody on the bag, and he got the full percent, and he does a whole bunch of work. But those two things have nothing to do with one another. So and I told him and I told him straight up look I don't believe in accidents. I believe in karma. Like there, it wasn't an accident that that's the dude who was on your bag that week. And he laughed. I don't know if he laughed. It, this is how I took it. And and again this is why him and I are going to have another conversation cuz I I want to look him in the eyes because at the time when I told him that I was like look man there's no accidents. It's not an accident that that was the dude that was on your bag when you won. And he laughed like he don't believe that. He whether he believes he would have won or not. And and I also said if you would have finished in second place with Woody, he goes if I don't make that four footer, I don't win. I go cool if you don't make that four footer, Woody's still getting a lot of more cash than what this dude made. So what was the? Because we've you've kind of inserted sound bites from the conversation within this within our big picture conversation. If you can as succinctly as possible without veering off the freeway what was the tenor of your conversation with matt kuchar the agent the, says he's right here kuchar comes up to you what happens kuchar comes up uh kuchar meets me in the locker room and we're going to have a conversation and the first thing he says is hey mike thank you for talking to me and it it choked me up because i was like dude thank you for talking to me the fact that we can sit and have this conversation 
number one says something about the person that he is. Why, why I stand by what I said that this dude is, is a really good guy. A really, really good, honest person who is not trying to do harm to people and is not like, he is not selfish. He's not, he's not that way. And so as we're standing in the locker room, of course it's Sunday and groups are coming off the golf course. So there is a lot of activity in the locker room. And there are a lot of other players and caddies walking through the locker room and we're trying to find somewhere private to talk because this is a conversation he doesn't want to have in front of people. Now, you know me, like I'll, if you, we need to talk it out, uh, whoever's going to be there is going to be there. Like, let's talk it out. But I'm, he's steering the ship. So I'm cool. And he goes, let's go outside. So we go outside and that's where we start talking. And he's like, he, he, he's not on social media because you know, and and rightfully so, but he said that, you know, normally he's he's definitely not on social media and his family normally isn't. But I guess mm-hmm. the people that are around him are on social media and they saw the stuff that was out there and that was yep. said and it it hurt them. It hurt them. And, and justifiably so. so. And that's I'm not trying to hurt anybody, too. And that's when I told him, I was like, look, everyone only took that one thing that I said and no one put out all the positive stuff that I said 10 minutes later. Which, by the way, if you're just catching up on this podcast, listen to last week's podcast with all the available episodes of Maddie and the Caddy. Go ahead. So in that vein, that's where the conversation started. You know, and both of us said some stuff that was we both said, like, look, off the record, boom, and off the record, boom. And we both were trying to understand everything. But the the one thing that he he said he is he had never been through anything like this before and it it has shaken him up big time because he he said i try to pe- treat people the way that i would want to be treated to be treated and that's how i live my life and i was like and that's a that's a great way to live your life and he's like you know i have a really good reputation and and I'm scared that this is going to ruin it, that this one thing is going to ruin it, that I made one mistake and it's going to ruin everything. My thing to that was it's no, man, it's it's going to be OK. And well, you know who else be, has let's be honest, in the Tiger. way that what's that? Tiger also had a great reputation. That whole thing came crumbling down. And this is nowhere near the scandal Tiger went through. Not even close, man. Not even in the zip code. Not even I mean, close. The, I mean, these guys have. And what I told Matt, I was like, look, man, within five or six days, somebody's going to do something stupid and you're going to be out. The, I said, you're going to be OK, man. You are going to be OK because he is because he's a good dude because he's a good dude. His reputation in golf is hurt now. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's a little bit. It is. Hurt. It's a little bit. And tarnished. It's going to take. Yeah, it's going to take a while for it to come back. But so where did you leave it with him? I left it with him when he was leaving. I said, man, hey, you know how I feel about you and you know how I feel about your family and like the person that you are. And that is I'm a fan of yours. Like, I don't have anything against you. Nothing whatsoever. The thing that I'm disappointed in myself for is the two things that are laying heavily on my heart are the two things that I didn't get to say to him and talk to him about. 
And so knowing now he's going to Mexico. And the thing that makes me feel a little bit better was I sent a text message to to his guy who and told him, look, man, here's where I'm at. This is what I'm feeling. And he told me he was sitting right next to him and then said a nice thing and, and said that we'll definitely be able to sit down and talk about it again, which is good. Um, and people were, people kept asking me too, like, you know, what do you think is going to happen when Kucha goes to Mexico? I think that this WGC event in Mexico city, nothing like he's, he ain't getting booed or nothing like that. It's right. Nothing, nothing like that's going to happen. I, I don't know what's going to happen when, and if he goes back to defend his title in Mayakoba. I don't know what's going to happen there. Yeah. But it, it look here. You say it's not over. I think at least the point of him paying the guy fifty thousand dollars, it's done. From oh him. yeah, that's yeah. all. Like the transactionally, this thing is over. Is there going to be yeah. some reputation rebuilding? Like people in the crowd at, at Riviera were yelling "mooch" instead of "cooch." I mean, there's yeah. going to be there's going to be some stuff. Of course, there's going to be that kind of stuff. But I'm going to tell you right now, and this is what this is what I hope happens is now knowing that dude got fifty thousand dollars. I hope that dude actually gets to buy his house for his wife and his kid, kids. And I hope that next year Kucha goes back to Mayakoba and that dude has Kucha over for dinner to that house. Because, and, and I said as much to Matt, I was like, that money changed his life. That money don't change your life. That's that, that one, that 1.3 million. I don't change your life. That's as but that 50,000 you gave. Him, it changed his life. That's awesome. That's as succinct as you could put that right there because you're right. That is 100% correct. And that's why doing things by the letter of the law, yes, that might be the right thing to do, but also giving that dude 50K, which wasn't part of the deal whatsoever, that was the right thing to do too, even though it, it was late. And, and it I'm cost a, look, you, And it cost you your reputation. But you know what? The, that means going forward – that means going forward in situations like this that you're not going to be thinking about the letter of the law. No, you're going to be thinking about the right thing to do, period. That's why and, I'm okay with all of this. And what the right thing is this. in the long way. That's why I'm okay with all this because maybe this is going to make him a better person. He's going to understand yes. that I've got to look outside the letter of a contract and actually look to the human side of it. And let's be crystal clear about one thing. He's not the only one that's done this. He's the only one that's been caught doing it. In well, any, in, in, well not, I'm not, I'm not going to say just in golf, but in any business, there are people that just look at the contractual agreement and they don't look at the human element. That correct. Happens. And that's why when, when you say I treat people the way I want to be treated, you actually have to put yourself in their shoes as you say that. Like and you he, can't just say that thinking, well, I treat people the way that I want to be treated if you're a person that's in my bubble. Right. Because that's not how the world works. Like, everyone's not in your bubble. How do people want to be treated that are outside of your bubble? And, and so and that's why learn. when There's you said new- you're exactly right. Moving forward, this is a great lesson learned. And the only thing that I'll say about part the conversation that I have to have with Matt is what does that mean when you look back? Because, right. yeah, this 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 situation right here got brought to light and got put out in the public. What about the stuff that wasn't? 
Maybe he'll make right by it. I don't know. Yeah, but see, I don't. It's like it. That's like making it right. Make, that's like my guy who shorted me making it right by me. I so, don't. I don't want you or need you to do that. I don't want you or need you to do that. So then what I do you would want? at some point. I would at some point love to ask why. Okay, but you can't have everything. Like this is nah. The, this but is I don't the want pro- the money, and that's why. That's why I won't publicly you, say who it is. I'm saying you as a generality. I think we have an issue right now in society where people want everything. They want the apology. They want the money. They want the this. They want the that. You have. We have to figure out what we want out of Matt Kuchar here. Do we did are we do we want him to give the guy the money? Okay, because we got that. Yeah. So if the, if, the, if the crowd that wanted him to give the money gave the he money, he gave the that, money and the apology. Okay, then everybody should just let it go, and it's got to yes. go because everybody was asking for a million different things out of Matt Kuchar. I think that he satisfied every crowd. Yeah, and so you know for what him, we here's you know here's what you miss in saying that though here's what here's what people want. People want you to. F- as a parent, when my two kids fight and I tell them, hey, man, you hurt him, go look him in the eye and say you're sorry. And they go, sorry. Nah. You know what I want? I want you to say it and mean it. Because if someone hurts you, you want them to say it and mean it. Saying sorry and meaning it means more than cash. Yeah. That's what – when you say you don't know what people want, here's what people want. People want – and I want you to mean what you say. When I say I'm sorry, I, I want you to. When when I say I'm sorry, I mean it. I mean that I'm sorry. I mean I didn't try to hurt you, and I didn't know that I wronged you. Then that's what people want. When people want not only for you to do the right thing, but for in your heart to mean it. And the problem when you say people need to figure out what they want, when people still stay mad and bitter, is when they feel like it wasn't genuine. That's why people stay bitter and mad. And you're right. And I think, but I think it's incumbent upon everybody who's been weighing in on this, whether they should have or not. It's like, let Matt, let the caddy, let these guys figure it out on their own. And just, I think we just, at this point, stay out of it. I mean, because we, because we're, people are meddling where they shouldn't be meddling. I think it was, (laughs) just stop, you know, like let him, let him evolve as a human being first to figure out whether he has done things wrong in his past and whether he has made this right and then maybe he'll open up about it all right i think we've taken the kuchar saga uh as far as we can are you you know what won't happen what this conversation won't make msn.com's front page or the new york post maybe you know what it's going to say headline the caddy backtracks on everything he said. <laughs> yes, <laughs> man. Bro, now you're going to get me all fired up as we leave? <laughs> coming up next. Coming up next. We wear short shorts. That coming up on Maddie and the Caddy. Welcome back to Maddie and the Caddy. Uh, big news this week in the PGA Tour world. Uh, when you and I were were doing some filling hosting for Levitard on uh, Monday, President's Day, I had read off Ian Poulter's Instagram a picture he took of a letter from the PGA Tour that now allows them to wear shorts during pro-ams and practice rounds. Of Check which... out James Hahn's Twitter. Yeah, that's what I'm well. saying. Him so, at HV3. Man, uh, that was awesome. So later that day, later Monday, golf social media was hilarious because all these dudes were having fun with the new shorts rule, including Phil Mickelson's, who oh, Phil always wins Twitter. Um, now, and, yeah. And so... 
so we have this rule now where these guys are, and I think every single one of the big names, Ricky, Rory, uh, Phil, they were all, there was all pictures of them circulating playing golf in shorts. I think this is long overdue, but I think it's going to be really, really funny seeing these dudes in shorts because we don't see it in a tournament basis. It's going to be – well, everyone first was making fun of what these guys' legs are going to look like and whatnot. But there aren't a lot of people on the European tour that their legs – and the European tour's social media wins over the PGA tour on a day-to-day basis. It The European tour's social media dominates the PGA tour like the European tour has dominated us in the Ryder Cup. You know, that being said – the European tourists had plenty of time to wear shorts during practice round and no one's going overly crazy on it. So this could be an opportunity where the PGA tour could win the day now, right now. But I think PGA tour pros are loving this fact. I just think it's ironic that they come out with this rule Yeah, in the second week of when it's been the worst coldest, horrifically freezing weather possible on the PGA Tour. Yeah, the West Coast out there in Pebble and, and Riviera. Yes! Yeah. There's some, there, there's some, I, yeah, there, there is some irony and some humor to it. And I just think because, you know, I had told the story I prior to you hopping on with us on Lebitard on Monday, which by the way, if you want to hear it, I think it's on their podcast. But I had said that for me, I distinctly remember the first time I saw you wearing pants. And I was like, oh, this, this is weird. I don't know that I like this. Right. So it was the opposite effect when I finally saw you wearing pants. So then I look at this and was like, it's just going to be weird at a practice round or, um, on a pro am where you see it's up to, it's up to them, but you're not seeing these guys who are used to wearing these, these pants out there in shorts like every weekend Jack and Jerry that plays at their club. I think it's right. just gonna, it's going to look funny. It is, it's gonna look funny for a little while. And it's also gonna be dependent on the player who wears shorts. I think the guy who's gonna make fun of is gonna be the one who doesn't wear shorts. And here, yep. I already know, <laughs> I know one dude right now who will not wear shorts no oh, matter what. Oh, give it what. to us, give it to us. Patrick Reed. You my, and he's my boy. Like, I love that dude to death. That dude, there is no way, shape, or form that that dude will be wearing shorts. At a PGA Tour event. He doesn't want his mom heart tattoo being revealed on his calf? <laughs> well, we talked about that. He's the one dude that he wants a tattoo, oh, but yeah. he still ain't got one yet. Remember? All right, that's right. We did, we did cover that. Yeah. All right, so you don't think he'll wear shorts? He's not wearing shorts. Right, is Tiger, gonna... will be the, Tiger will be the first one that got shorts on. Okay, so let's we, we need to do a Madding to Caddy bet. You think Tiger's the first one? No, I'm just no, no, not the absolute first. I don't know who's going to be the first guy to come out the clubhouse. Okay, let me ask you this. This is fun. How many? Okay, in a tournament field, let's say when they get out of Mexico and they come here for the Honda, they come to West Palm for the Honda. Yep. What percentage of the field will be wearing shorts on Tuesday and Wednesday? How many players? Hundred and forty-four man field. Yep. Give me the amount of players. I'll if set the, the I'll set the over under at half 60, the field. Sixty two. Oh, less. Okay, so less than half the field. Over or under sixty two players wearing shorts. Oh, half the field. Half the field. I'm going to take the over. 
if I will take the over if if the temperature is over seventy three degrees. Oh yeah, weather. No, yeah, no, no, that's fair. Weather definitely we- plays weather in. dependent. So it has right. to be over seventy three degrees and sunny outside. And so if that's the case, then there will be more than sixty two players between Tuesday and Wednesday that are wearing shorts during the practice round and the pro am. Okay. Will and I tell you why is because if you're a sponsor, like if you're wearing Nike on the golf course, guess what Nike's going to be thinking? We selling more shorts now. That's right. Because most golfers, when they play in the spring and summer, not wearing pants. That's right. Oh, they do. They're wearing yeah. They're wearing shorts at their club all the time. Yes. Now, do you think? Here's another one. I think that there's eventually going to be a shorts bullying committee. Where there's going to be a couple of places like, dude, come on, I'm wearing shorts. Get out there, get over yourself. Wear the oh, no. shorts. Oh no, 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 no. You don't want that. Why? I want if I'm wearing shorts, I want the guy who I'm playing with in a group to have pants on. <laughs> because now during the Tuesday <laughs> games, if you're wearing pants, and I got you two down, be like, whoo, man, the heat's kind of getting turned up. Bet you wish. Oh, you know what? Keep the pants on. <laughs> Like that's the kind of fun stuff that's going to be happening, which makes it awesome. I have the mother of all questions regarding short short policy, and it, and and I'll I'll apologize. It could have been in the release, and I just didn't see it or know it. But will they be allowed to do this at the motherland of all? No, stuffy- no, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> No. If you're thinking why you're going to Wait, if why you're thinking, not? Why can't you roll up Magnolia Lane? A, a golfer, if you're thinking just even a little bit <laughs> that there's a golfer that's going to walk out of that clubhouse yes, at Augusta National <laughs> yeah, yeah, wearing yeah. a pair of shorts, brother, <laughs> you know what I mean? That just is, nah. That, that's the first place my mind went when I heard this announcement. I'm like, oh, I dare someone to nah. go to Augusta. Now here's here's some irony though. Like Augusta National is not the home of golf, so when the when the Open Championship goes to St Andrews, there are going to be dudes wearing shorts there. It's and if you remember there, the U.S. Open, which is not a PGA Tour run event, mm-hmm. there were guys wearing shorts at the U.S. Open. They were during practice. Yeah, I don't remember that at yes. Shinnecock. At no, Shinnecock. I don't think it was warm enough. Uh, no, it wasn't warm enough at Shinnecock. It was at Aaron Hills where I remember. Was it? Because we were there. Yeah, at Aaron Hills and, and all I also week. remember we got to we got to uh, Bandit or not Bandit the play, the the horrific place the year before. Oh Aaron yeah, Hills. the not Aaron Hills the um, the one uh, in Oregon. Yeah, people are screaming at their podcast. Yeah, the one whose greens look like cauliflower. I can't believe I'm brain farting on this right now, but anyway. Chambers Bay. Chambers Bay. We got to Chambers Bay on Saturday, and I remember on Sunday being out there going, yo, check all these dudes out. They're all wearing shorts and stuff, and they're like, oh yeah, it's cool. Alright, so. I don't know if they did on Monday or not, but I remember on Sunday they were all out there practicing in shorts. So are you saying... uh are you saying that Augusta National isn't going to allow this, or you're saying a player is not going to have a set of Titleists to walk out of the clubhouse in a pair of shorts, even though they should be allowed? Yes. <laughs> Both. How about that? And you know what? Augusta's not going to put anything out. It'll just be like a hey. 
What, you know that, you know players that short, wearing you know that shorts, shorts to practice in at Augusta would be like Augusta <laughs> allowing caddies to, on practice rounds, not wear the jumpsuit. Oh, I want to see it. I just want to no. see one. Dude. I don't. I, that's the one place. No, no, no. Uh-uh. Nope. No. And you know I am not a traditionalist in any sense of the word when it comes to, like, moving the game forward and growing the game. But there at Augusta National, nah, brah. So you want to <laughs> pay. I don't even want you. You better not have shorts on if you're driving up that driveway. Like, oh, I don't want you in shorts getting out the car to so walk you're into a- the clubhouse to go to the locker room to change into your golf stuff. Oh, I don't okay. know that I've ever seen anyone wear shorts to do that. I don't think I have either. You know what? It sounds like we have a feature for ESPN coming for Masters coverage. Let's just hang out and wait and see if anyone walks up in shorts. Yeah, I'm. I'm. No, you do it. No, I'm, I'm good. You know why? Because I want to get invited back in 2020. I'm good to the Masters. So, so okay, this is okay. But, but by the letter of the law, let's go back to that famous comment today. Letter <laughs> of the law, they're allowed to if they want to, right? No, or is not there, at the Masters. No, there's a club rule. No, it's it's because the Masters is not the PGA Tour. What so that's it? a PGA Tour rule. So not what, who, a master's rule. So who's just think about this. The PGA tour does not run any majors. Okay? That's right. So the US, PGA runs the US PGA, Open, the USGA. Correct. All the, the four RNA. majors are not run by the PGA tour. The PGA of America for the PGA Championship, completely yeah. different organization. USGA, so, all of that. Yes, PGA of America, USGA, the Augusta National Golf Club, and the RNA. They run the four majors. That's amazing when you think about that. These are body organizational bodies, the PGA of America, the USGA, the RNA. These are governing bodies of golf, and then a country club gets in on it. <laughs> think about that for a minute. Yeah. But that also, come on, you got to remember – the membership of that co- of that of that country club it's powerful pretty powerful in golf and sports and in business world. in commerce and, yeah in the world correct so they they might know kind of what they're doing i, I trust them most of the time all right so <laughs> we'll leave it there so as promised uh <laughs> yeah, yeah now see that'll make it on the cover of something x caddy oh, well. and espn Employee from Maddie in the Caddies podcast says he doesn't trust Augusta National. Yeah, way, to, okay. way to double down on it. You, you may have you may have been able to slide around that. No, no, no. Because after <laughs> after the headline rage that you backtracked on everything you said, they're gonna be like, "Oh, this guy's just, he'll just <laughs> back." We chop you he'll, just ba- he'll just back <laughs> off this next week. All right. Uh, our thanks to Ryan who hopped in and produced for us today. Andrew Brooks is on vacation. He's gonna come back and understand the podcast. Cannon will go on even if he's out there drinking umbrella drinks. Uh, we will get to some of the calls next week. Um, trying to think what else. We any housekeeping? Anything? Else? You gonna be at Honda next week? You don't know yet. Um, TBD. It's, it's. I do not believe Tiger Woods is going to play Honda. So uh-huh. because of that, um, I'm probably not going. All right. Well, let me know. Keep me posted. I'll be out here in West Palm. Uh, I can come down there anyway. We can just hang out and play golf, whatever. Yeah, I think we do that. Remember if I got the year, week off, yeah. Remember we played the uh, Fazio course. Yes. Honda Week at PGA National. During the week. <laughs> during yeah. the, like, hey, you got any spots? <laughs> yeah, go right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see if we can. We yeah, can, anybody uh, WD, we can get their tea time? Yeah, How much is their afternoon in. twilight rate? <laughs> So our thanks, uh, our thanks to Ryan again for hooking us up. Big thanks to 106.3 FM ESPN West Palm for allowing me to use their infrastructure this week. 
Uh, we appreciate you for listening, downloading, subscribing again to social media at Maddie and Caddy, M-A-T-T-Y, the word and C-A-D-D-I-E. Give them the hotline one more time. This week's question. This week's question. Hit us up on the hotline. Give the question. Are you okay with Matt Kuchar from here on out? Are you okay with Matt Kuchar from here on out? This week's nice. question to the patron. Good question. 860-506-6012. That's the listener line. 860-506-6012. Holla at you, boys. For the caddy. Michael Collins. Oh, now you're, now you're a little sweet from Dr. Pepper. A little sweet. <laughs> I'm Matt Berry. This has been Maddie and the Caddy, the podcast. Thanks for listening to Maddie and the Caddy. Check out more great ESPN podcasts in the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Maddie and the Caddy.